0: snow is on the ground and here comes short and sweet parenting tips hello everyone this is short and sweet parenting tips episode 30 on instilling the joy of reading in your child i want to start out this episode by saying we are returning to our short and sweet and lighthearted topics in recent episodes we looked at a lot of research and expert opinions these were very important topics that i wanted to cover and as i researched it I realized you needed to hear from the experts and not just my opinion. So let's do some fun and lighthearted topics next. After this week on reading, we'll cover establishing a morning routine with your kids. Then we'll have future episodes about how to establish a team atmosphere at home and finding balance as a young couple with a new baby, followed by a series on allowances for every age of kid. We'll have some fun guests for these too, so we're super excited. Speaking of guests... I'm honored to be here with my daughter, Katie, for this episode on reading. Hello, (laughs) and she is going to help me paint a picture of her journey to becoming a good reader, starting from when she was a toddler. She's got a really good perspective, and I think parents will enjoy how her reading morphed through her life. Cool. Yes, and she is very willing to be here, even though she may not sound like it. Okay. I don't know if you remember this far back, but you did not like reading when you were little. Do you remember that? Vaguely. So you were a toddler. You didn't want us to read to you. And you didn't want books. You would throw them. And it killed us because we were a family of readers. And your dad and I read and grandparents read. We all loved to read. People were like, oh, she's got to be, you've got to instill reading in her. You've you've got to make your kids love reading when they were young. But I knew being a reader that, If I forced you to read, then you wouldn't love it. Yeah. You know, so what we ended up doing is we ended up listening to a lot of audiobooks, partly because we moved all the time and were zigzagging across the country. So you Um, remember audiobooks? Fond memories of the past. (laughs) So you remember audiobooks? Yeah, I remember audiobooks. What do you remember about the audiobooks? Uh, I remember
1: Harry Potter audiobooks. Oh, do we listen to Harry Potter audio? I believe so. And Aragon.
0: I want parents to know we didn't go out and purchase these audiobooks. We would get CDs from the library. And now with Libby and Overdrive, you can get checkout audiobooks from the library onto your phone yeah. and listen to them anywhere. So Katie started listening to audiobooks. And she would, when she'd go to her room and have quiet time, we would play an audiobook. When we were driving around, she would. Listened to audiobooks, and her reading level, audibly, I don't know if that's the right word, yeah. was very high, became very high. Yeah. And so, yeah, Katie listened to Aragon. You were maybe in, I mean, we skipped the I was the in really... first grade when Dad started reading me Aragon. Dad read it to you, and then we- I
1: think, I'm pretty sure he read it to me, and then I was like, hey, I want to listen to the audiobook.
0: Okay. So, so you were at a pretty high reading level, and then- in school they would have you take tests each level of book was worth certain points oh
1: yeah I remember that
0: and you lexile like lexile a lexile level, yeah and Ugh. so you would go take tests for the books you read and you were listening audiobook to fourth and fifth grade level and plus yeah. you know kids were reading picture books and they'd get one point and you'd go in and you'd get eight points yeah and that showed that you understood what yeah. you were listening to. It wasn't just words filtering in. Yeah. You, you
1: took the test and you understood. See, that came back to bite me because in fifth grade we had to choose a book to do a book report on and it had to be within our lexile level and uh, our library didn't really have very many interesting books in my lexile level. Or was fifth, that elementary? You said fifth no, grade was elementary. Yeah. Oh, fifth yeah. Grade? Yeah. So I was like, hey... Uh, can I do a book report on this book? And my teacher was like, no, Katie, you have to get a different book that's in your Lexile. I don't even know what I ended up reading. Probably some boring Some lame
0: thing. Yeah. Because there was not a lot of age-appropriate books in your Lexile, which I kind of wanted to bring up anyway. As your kid's reading level advances beyond their years, then you get into having to be really careful. I'm going to just interject something here real quick. Even recommended reading levels may not jive with a parent's view of what you're comfortable with your kids reading. So as Katie here started reading faster and faster, my husband and I could not pre-read every book she was looking at. So be careful and educate yourselves. commonsensemedia.org, parents' best friend. (laughs) Um, They are a great resource. They detail content in different categories, including language, violence, and you-know-what. So obviously Katie's an avid reader now, so that's kind of a spoiler because I was going chronologically, but obviously Katie enjoys reading now. But there's more to the story. Even in kindergarten and first grade, you did not want to learn how to read. No. You didn't want to practice. Mm-hmm. If, if the teacher said practice five minutes a day, you would sit down and you would do not a second over five minutes. You would do the minimum you had to do because you just didn't want to read and you didn't want to learn how to read. Then
1: I think it was the summer after first grade. That sounds about right, yeah. Because I remember like going back and rereading Aragon like while we were living in Oklahoma. uh, Okay. And then just carrying on through the whole four books.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that must have been in Oklahoma. So you were in first, second, and third grade Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma. And um, it just clicked. You know, and I think for your younger sister it was the same thing. And you were both kind of late readers, but but by the time Brooke came along, I wasn't worried because I knew the second it clicked that yeah. she would take off and she did. And that's that's what happened to you. Yeah. I know that when you were young and didn't like to read and then when you weren't catching on in school, we made a conscious effort not to force you. Yeah. And not to because The love of reading is not something that is forced. And we wanted you to love reading on your own terms.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I have no clue why. But say if I'm going to do something or I'm planning to do something like a chore, like wash the dishes, do my homework, clean my room, whatever. uh, And I'm like about to do that and a parent says, oh, hey, could you clean the dishes, clean your room, wash your laundry, whatever, it'll make me want to not do it. And I don't know why, because I was excited to clean my room, but now I'm not. (laughs) So you feel like that translates. So you think us not putting pressure on
0: you for reading helped because if we had wanted you to do it so bad the inclination would have been well now I really don't want to do so is that yeah uh
1: uh, my parents didn't pressure me to read as a kid and they just kind of let it happen naturally because again as I said if they had pressured and pressured me I would have wanted to do it less and less and it would have just kind of created the exact opposite effect that they had intended
0: okay okay For the record, she did say that she was excited about cleaning her room at some point.
1: (laughs) No, no, like, like, I actually, like, do enjoy cleaning. It's kind of, like, relaxing in a way. But as soon as you tell me to go cook dinner, I'm like, "Mm, maybe not. I think with reading, it's just finding, like, the right genre that they enjoy, Mm, that the kid enjoys. Because mm -hmm. uh, one of my friends back in Germany, 5th, 6th grade, really didn't like reading. I was like, oh, so do you like reading? And they were like, eh, not that much. And I was like, oh, well, can I interest you in this awesome series called Warriors and it's about cats? <laughs> and they were like, sure. And then they came back like a week later and they were like, oh, this series is so awesome. <laughs> um, so I think it's just like finding the right genre. Okay. Like. Okay.
0: To spark someone's interest. Yeah. Well, I think that's the good thing about audiobooks is that you were, like Aragon, you just, that just captured you. So, so you were excited about books like that because you were introduced with audiobooks.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have any tips for parents, you know, of littler kids who are trying to get their kids interested in reading Um, or?
1: Like try out like a variety of genres. Try maybe fantasy for a week, see how they like it. Uh, try sci-fi for a week, see if they like it, try historical fiction. you know, just kind of like cycle through different genres until they figure out what their kid likes and then give them more of that. Also, just because like your kid can read bigger reading levels doesn't mean that you should make a huge deal out of it or put more expectations on them just because. They can read more or they're more advanced than the other kids because that just leads to a lot of pressure to do everything right. And then when you can't do things right, you just kind of give up oh, because you yeah. can't do things right. So you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And then you just kind of don't
0: try. So did you get caught in that trap?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. Now, did did that come from schools? Did that come from me and dad? I think it or? was
1: mostly from schools. Just because, like like I said, in fifth grade where she was like, you can't read this book, Mm -hmm. you have to pick a different book. I think it was mostly from schools. Like, I can't pinpoint anything specific just because I don't remember a lot from back then. But But you you still feel that pressure now, you were saying, right? I mean, sometimes. I'm trying to get myself out of that mentality. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think with other stuff
0: you weren't Automatically, really good at it, but the teachers expected you to automatically be
1: really good I at it. I feel like. Okay. And, okay. And then I yeah. found Aragon and the Lunar Chronicles and oh. Warriors and Dealing with Dragons. Yeah, Dealing with Dragons. We That's just, a really good one. We should just make a bunch of like book suggestions oh, at the end of this yeah. episode because Yeah, for different I remember ages. In like 4th grade, we were listening to Dealing with Dragons with Brooke and mm-hmm. she really liked yeah,
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She did. Um and it's very clean and wholesome. Well, maybe maybe we can just write up a list and I can put it on my Facebook page and we can kind of do it by age and you can make some And just
1: because it's in like that age doesn't mean that people of other ages can't enjoy it.
0: But I will not ask Katie to do it. I will let her excitement to do it. Just have her do it. We
1: will have a list. (laughs) That is not a promise. It is a threat. (laughs) And hey, Kate, thanks. This was fun. And I really appreciate it. Thank you you for your wisdom.
0: One thing we forgot to mention during the interview is that the biggest thing we as parents can do to influence our kids' reading is to read ourselves. (laughs) This goes back to episode 3 on Positive Discipline where we showed how modeling behaviors for our kids is the number one way we can instill good habits in them. Unfortunately though, the inverse is also true. The whole do what I say, not what I do approach gives your kids really mixed messages. Another way to put it is behaviors are caught, not taught. Here's an example that resonated with me and I wanted to share it because I hope you find it interesting too. A mom wouldn't cut her hair for whatever reason. Then her young son began to not want his hair cut either, to the point where he absolutely refused and his hair was growing quite long. The mother was taken aback because this wasn't something she taught or encouraged in her son. So when she realized what had happened, she decided to get over her own hurdle and go ahead and cut her hair in the hopes that her son would relent and cut his also. I feel like that story communicates better than any trite sayings I have. On that note, we are going to wrap up this week's short and sweet parenting tip, fresh ideas in bite-sized portions.